Hi everyone, welcome to this week's episode of Moneymaker Mothers, where I'm joined by Amber, who is the founder of the amazing House of Zana, and she's actually away on holiday at the moment, well, working holiday, so thank you for taking time out your schedule to speak to me, love. Thank you. So, tell us then, what is what is the House of Zana, what does it do, and how did it begin? Um, so it actually began where I am now in Albania, which is where my husband is from. Um, so we, we came here after we got married and, and stayed for, I think it was about a year and a half. And obviously I wanted to, I wanted to work, I wanted to do my own thing, but it was really hard to, to find something here when I didn't speak the language and I was obviously completely new to the place. Um, but I did notice like quite soon that there was lots of seamstresses here um, and they have the skill of like hand making everything, not just with clothing, but with kind of everything. But um, I started getting dresses made for myself, just just kind of out of curiosity and for fun, really. Um, and then I got a lot of compliments. Like when I went place, I went to a wedding in Italy and a lot of my friends asked me where I got the dress from. And I was like, oh, well, actually, I bought the fabric myself and designed it and had it made. And then it really just grew from then, like with an Instagram account, as, as kind of people do, um, like DM me for orders. And it sort of just grew from there, really. Um, but yeah, I really... I really did feel like passion and I still do about having something here like where my husband's from because it's important for me to have like the children spending time in Albania but also spending time in England so it's a way as well for us to sort of be between both places yeah. and hence why I've been like I'm able to stay here now for longer than I was planning to because I have my, my business here as well so it works really well. So how do the children do like what how do the how often are they in Albania and how often in the UK? Well, for the first year of my son's life, he's two and a half now, we were here like regularly between England and Albania, but then obviously the pandemic came um, and we were back in England um, then and I had my daughter there um, and that kind of changed things. This this time now coming here um, was the first time that my husband's family actually met our daughter because of oh, everything with COVID. So hopefully going forward, I plan to be able to come here every few months, maybe stay a month and go back to England. Like obviously we, we live in England, but it was just great to be able to come here as regularly as we want to and not just be like, you know, like a holiday. It can sort of be a bit of both. Yeah, like, as much as holidays are relaxing, I think you'll know with children they're not that relaxing. <laughs> so it gives you a bit of an escape when you're like, okay, I just need to go to work now. Is there like, what about school and things? Like when obviously they get to school? Like, Well, it'll be different obviously when they're at school age, but at the moment they're not. My son's two and a half, my daughter's one. I'm having another baby now during January. <laughs> three, yeah. <laughs> three of them under gone crazy clearly um obviously yeah when it comes to school age it'll be more like summer holidays easter holidays and things but for now i'm just making the most of it while they're little yeah definitely pussy yeah you're gonna have a lot on your plate aren't you <laughs> oh god even now pushing them around in the pram i'm like where's the third one going to go yeah, like where so i want to do something we have three under three yeah three under three he'll be three like the month after I know. Oh my God. There's another boy I'm having as well, so I'll have uh, two boys and a girl. Oh, God. Well, bloody hell. That is, yeah, you should definitely take advantage of it. But in fairness, it's still a lot of the year, isn't it? If you were going back and forth even between school time. Yeah. Three months of the year, isn't it, where you'd be, you'd still be all... Yeah, definitely, definitely. And I just think it's really important for them to have, like, the language on both sides. Like, I didn't speak any Albanian when I came here. I didn't really know anything about Albania. And then I went to classes when I was pregnant and... um. I'm all right now speaking actually so um, all the girls that um work for me here none of them speak English so actually my manager does but the rest of them don't so I have to like text them in Albanian and things so I've just like learned along the way and I believe if I can do it and I'm not like naturally good at languages then the children definitely can yeah. so and they say it's only from if you do it from a young age with kids yeah. they're a hell of a lot better and quicker yeah. like sponges 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah. There's no, there's no easier than doing actually physically doing it rather than you being at home in the UK trying to yeah, see. Trying to teach it, it's, impo- it's impossible. And I also think it's like when you're little, it's the confidence thing. You're not embarrassed. Like I was more embarrassed when I started. You know, mm-hmm. you're like, oh, I just sound like like a right idiot. <laughs> but with children, they don't have that, so it's like easier for them to just sort of say what they're thinking and and try. So where did you meet your husband? So we met in Italy. Um, so I was working in Italy after I finished uni as um, a nanny um, in like a private villa. And then um, I met him and we, yeah, we got married like quite soon, really, within like, I think it was like a year and a half or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was crazy. I was, I was, we were 22 when I met and yeah, I think we were 24 when we actually got married, uh, when I actually got married, um, which was, I was not expecting that. I did was like no thought of marriage or children at all at that point. And then I met him and it just was like, yes, I've suddenly have all these thoughts about like Aww. being married. It was really weird. Um, so yeah, we got married and then we decided he sold his business in Italy and we moved to Albania. So yeah. <laughs> Is he involved in the business in the house design or was that just all like... So you... the beginning, he was really, really heavily involved because of the language. So he had to come with me everywhere and translate everything. Mm-hmm. Like bless him, he had to do like everything with me. But now as things have grown and I've learned Albanian, it's definitely become easier that we can enjoy talking about it without him coming back from work and me being like, oh my gosh, you need to translate this, you need to do this, you need to do this. So it's more enjoyable now. I've got a manager here um, and she speaks English and Albanian. So I just do everything with her really. So he doesn't have to be involved. But at the beginning, yeah, he was really involved with everything. How successful has it been then? Like how long have you been doing it? And, and where, what, like, what has it grown from to now? Well, it started with, like I said, more like um, DMs and then like online. And it was more um, basically individuals buying dresses from me or drying, buying kimonos and things, which is like kind of our um, um, most popular piece, the kimono. But then I started going into wholesale. So um, we started selling to like different boutiques within the UK. And now that's spread to like around Europe and America. So like a massive chunk of the business is wholesale. Um, but then from starting here and having the girls working for me, hand making everything, we started now manufacturing for other clothing companies. Um, so I'm in talk with some big companies now for manufacturing, but we also have um, orders from lots of like independents like myself, where we design all their collections. So for example, Betty's Boudoir in Sedgefield, we do a lot of their pieces, um, Two Little Pips, uh, Lizzie and Line, Simply Rogue. Yeah. yeah, there's a lot. So we manufacture their clothing for them as well. Um, so now just recently I've taken on a girl who um, does all the designs and stores. She's absolutely amazing. So she does all the CAD drawings and then they get sent direct to the girls here and then they cut and make everything. So it's starting to like really like come together. But um, I'm glad that I've done it in this sort of like slower way. So I understand each sort of phase. It hasn't just sub- suddenly grown too fast where I don't know what's going on. Yeah, because you've like fell it. It wasn't like yeah. what you were doing and trying. Yeah. It's just cool. Yeah, exactly. And, and I think as well, what's really important, which I, I think is like not to pretend that you know things that you don't. So I like, I openly say, okay, I don't know how to do CAD drawing because that's not actually my background. So like I ask, you know, the girls that are doing that, how does this work? And I really appreciate the skill that goes into that because I don't know how to do it. Yeah. The same with the sewing. I don't know how to sew. Like I'm not pretending that I know how to. Everything is handmade, but not like by me. And I never like pretend that it is. Um, and it's just trying to like, learn each stage but without pretending that I'm ever going to do that stage <laughs> that's amazing because one like it shows that you can actually do anything and, and, and achieve anything as long as you want to do it like there's no reason why you can't just yeah. you know you're not you haven't started it on your own and you've, you've you've outsourced everything haven't you like yeah yeah and brought it all together so originally yeah that's right it was outsourced so I used to um get everything handmade but by like 
um, another sort of studio. And then um, I had like at one point like five different studios that were making the stuff. But now I've brought all of the like the girls that I really got on with from those places together. And now I have my own studio here um, and the girls like work exclusively for, for us and just make our pieces and now like the pieces for the other companies. I basically look for the contracts. That's what I kind of do. And that's the part I like meeting new clients and going through the design process with them. And then it's the girls obviously that make everything. Yeah. You're like, you've, you've created that, like all yeah. of that foundation that you've yeah. created and you're the one that's growing it. But it's just so, it's like, it's quite, it's inspiring isn't it that you don't have to be doing that you know you, you weren't a seamstress who, who started no, no. Doing a big level like you yeah. saw something saying it was a uh, there was a gap yeah. You yeah, yeah definitely yeah definitely and I think it's like really great bringing like the two places together like for me personally but also for the girls as well like I always send them the photos of them um, the models when they've got the pieces on and they love it as well because they have like literally handmade that and they really enjoy seeing like the pieces on on like the girls in England or wherever they might be so I always send that across as well so it keeps it like like enjoyable for everybody yeah uh, what's it like being a boss then of like multiple um I don't know I don't, don't see it like that at all to be honest oh, Some, yeah. uh, what no what the one of the girls who works for me actually said that she said something like um what did she say she was like my personal assistant I just like laughed so much I was like are you I was like I don't feel like that at all but um I mean, yeah, obviously it's stressful. There's sometimes when you wake up in the night and like, the children are actually sleeping, but you're you're so stressed, like, how am I going to pay everybody else? You know, it's, it is really stressful, but um, I love it and it's enjoyable and it doesn't ever come to that. It's always just more worry in your mind in the middle of the night and then the next day you wake up and you're like, actually, everything's fine. Um, so, yeah, and we've opened a new store as well. I've um, teamed up with Erin Harper, who has Rejoy, um, on our recent store. So we opened one in Teesside Airport and then we just opened one in the Cornwall Shopping Centre where Topshop used to be, which is called Treasure. Um, and that's like a really big store. And that's, I guess, taken us to that sort of like next level mm -hmm. to me as the manufacturer, because I've got more brands through that to manufacture for. But also it's like more of an outlay for where we can sell houses, armor, clothing, and sort of just like meet other other like brands like myself who have the same sort of mindset. And that's the first time I've worked sort of with someone else. And it's actually really nice having the support from her. And she says the same for me. It's yeah. sort of, you know, sometimes it can be really lonely just working on your own. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely, I can't believe it. How long has it been going for? So we started in 2018. It must have been, like, yeah, I think it was yeah. June 2018. And then I opened my first store in Darlington in November 2019. But then it was the pandemic, so it was, like, a bit of a rough year. And then now this year we opened in the airport and then we opened Treasure. That's amazing, that though, like, through it, just over three years. Yeah, I mean, I suppose it has happened quite fast, but it's just, I think everyone's been so supportive, all the customers, everyone's like, you know, bought again, so like the quality is really good, so I, I know that once someone does find us, they'll always come back, yeah. I'm really like confident with that, because I know the quality is like, it's really amazing with the fabric and the stitching, everything, um, but in terms of like the actual stores that we have, they're like concept stores, so it also supports other local brands, so we have um, everything from like makeup to skincare to homeware, and all from brands around the northeast. So I guess it's like a huge support network that we have there as well. And we do like monthly calls with each other and like meetups and things like that. And that gives us all the push to sort of like grow together as well. Yeah. That's amazing that though. Like really good because like you say, it can be, it can be lonely, can't it? And even it doesn't matter how well you're doing, sometimes you just need somebody else to like give you a kick up the ass and yeah, definitely 100 and like, my husband is really really good at that you know i have a feeling sorry for myself he's just like pull yourself together but i do find having children there's less time to feel sorry for yourself 
I definitely would have done that more before but now it's like you might have a small moment and then someone's like mama mama and you're like okay that's past you know but um yeah and I would say that I'm more efficient as well since having children because you have like such a small gap <laughs> to do stuff don't you so you like have to get everything done in that time but um but yeah I think everybody needs someone to like give them that push every now and again so well talking to the children how the hell are you doing all that with two under like two children under three and a baby like being pregnant um I don't know really you know quite quite a few people say that to me like how to do it with children but like little children but I guess well they do go to nursery in the day I mean they didn't always but they do but I think it's like I said you have to be just so efficient with your time there's kind of like no time to waste so before maybe when you'd when I didn't have children, you, you might think you were really busy, but actually you're having like a coffee with someone for like two hours or something or whatever. It's sort of like just making sure that all the conversations you have and all the people that you're dealing with, the people that um, you really want to work with in the future. And you can sort of sort of see the, the wasted time or whatever that maybe you didn't realise before. Um, and it's not like I stay up really late or anything, because I don't. When the children go to sleep, I'm like flat out as well. Um, so it's not like I do anything like that. It is just in the day. But I guess, yeah, it's just that I kind of know I have a limited, a more limited time now with them. So I just try to be as efficient as I can. <laughs> so I think, I think not just saying just women, because like I'm sure men as well, but I think women are like particularly efficient with that. Yeah. And it's like, like you say, there's a, it, you almost fall sometimes. You don't have the, the pleasure of thinking, oh, I'm going to sit and do nothing for an hour or like and chill like because if you've got an hour spare you need to get on with all the things you need to do exactly yeah and doing like 10 things at once but but yeah I mean I think everybody that I've sort of worked with does say that I'm quite fast at getting back and like quite efficient with stuff I do obviously have help we have like an amazing team as well um but I do try to be as yeah I try not to let anyone down but I mean sometimes it is difficult because the nurse you can suddenly call and you think oh and then it's you know your whole plan of the day is gone because they might have, I don't know, a cold or something. Like they had the week we got here, I was like, what's all those spots on them? And they had chicken pox the first week we arrived here. Mm-hmm. I was like, when? So they must have caught it obviously from nursery, but they had no symptoms on the way. And then suddenly the first week here, it was like they both had this. Oh, bless them. have had it now, but I was like, oh, you know, but you can't plan for that. It's impossible. So. All right. Was it all right with it? My daughter was a bit worse. She had um, like quite a lot on her face and things. She's fine now. My son only had a few, but. We were kind of like the first week was holiday, so I think they were so distracted with the beach and stuff, it was okay. But I mean, how can you plan for that? All the times I could catch it and then so So what what would you say like from, from starting the business and becoming a, a mum has been the hardest part for you, like the hardest thing for you to get over? I mean, I think with having like my pregnancies have always been fine, like this one's fine, the other two were fine, but I think you don't know how you're gonna feel after giving birth and with my son, he was breached. So I ended up having to have um, um, a C-section. It wasn't an emergency, but it was kind of really last minute because he just yeah. returned. And I didn't know it was my first child. I just thought, you know, you sort of see these things on Instagram, it would be amazing. And I felt so bad after having him, like definitely like um, physically, but also mentally. I don't think I realised how bad I felt until like sort of recently. I don't know. I didn't realise how bad I was feeling. And I remember being quite frustrated with kind of like, at that time I was like packing orders myself and, trying to do everything with the baby but I couldn't really move and my husband was here because his visa situation hadn't been sorted so that was like horrendous yeah like six weeks alone with the baby and I was at my mum's house but he was here and I think I suffered a lot then and I wish really that I'd talked to someone and I remember going into the doctors and them saying um like are you okay how are you feeling like 
you know, like mentally and things like this, how are you feeling emotionally? And I was just like, yeah, fine, fine, everything's fine. And I was so close to crying when he asked me. And I was just like, no, 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 I'm fine, I'm fine. I don't know why I didn't talk about it, but it is such a weird subject. Um, people don't really dare admit, do they, that it's not like as perfect as they maybe like imagined it would be or something. And even with my friends, I didn't really tell them until like now I could openly talk about it. But at the time, I just, yeah, was maybe like hiding it from myself. And that really was a big struggle with the business and like for myself because both of them were like clashing. But then when I had my daughter, I had her um, like naturally or whatever you say, you know, they're both natural, yeah. but um, it was a totally different experience. I was like, oh, the adrenaline, the whole thing was like incredible. Um, and then I could sort of bounce out of hospital and I felt fine, which again was just my experience. Some people have, you know, totally yeah. different experiences on that side. But then I just thought, yeah, I had more of like um, an urge to go back to work. I just, I felt totally fine in myself. I think you can't really plan for how you'll feel. And this time with this baby, I'm just sort of thinking I'll take time out after it if I need it. If I don't, I won't, but I'm not going to put pressure on myself like I did the first time that I have to go back to work. Do you think that might have like affected how you were feeling or do you think it was just that you were trying to distract yourself? I think it was a mixture of being like on my own like without my husband and um, sort of like not expecting, I didn't have any idea what recovery from a C-section was. So I never really like looked it up because I just didn't expect that to happen. So that was like a kind of a big shock. I didn't take any time to rest because I was just like, I'll be fine, I'll be fine. And then, yeah, just sort of trying to go straight back to work. And really, I should have asked for help. Like I had girls working and I was being such a control freak. Whereas now I know you can't control everything. So you need to say, please, can you do this part? I'll do this part. Whereas at the time, I was just, yeah, trying to do everything. And there's just no need to do that. You can't grow if you try to do everything. No, and as well, to be fair, yeah, you were on a bit of a, a bit of a learning curve when you, you yeah. just started, you know, started a business. You've just had a baby. Yeah, exactly. Just, yeah, it was all together. It's, yeah, a, bit, it's a bit of a roller coaster to ride that, like, especially on your own. Yeah. Yeah, and I do think, yeah, with your first child, it's different. Because obviously, you're totally new to it. It's like a whole new, whole new experience, but... Yeah, I would say that's definitely the hardest part. And I do look back on that a lot and reflect on that and think like, well, if I've got through that and sort of get through anything, um, because yeah, it was really hard, but I just did definitely didn't realise at the time how hard it was. But be do you like sometimes you what's that saying? You can't you can't see the wood for the trees. Like yeah. when you when you deepen it, you can't see it. And then when you get out of it, you're like, Jesus Christ, I was messed up then. Like yeah. Yeah, <laughs> just creeping on and because like you said, like when you are, I do, I do strongly believe that I think when you become a mum, there's, there's an element of you don't have the choice or the luxury anymore to, to say, oh, I feel like shit, or I can't be bothered, or I don't want to, you know, like, yeah. when, like, even down to, like, things like exercise, like, my brother used to always go, oh, I don't have time, and I'd be like, please do not tell me you don't have time for exercise, because I'd give anything, I remember not having children and thinking, Oh, I can't be bothered to go to the gym. I don't have time. And now I'm like, why did I not? You've got like how you look at people and you're like, how do you not have time? Tell me how you do have time because I'm the day you're just so like vast without children. <laughs> what are you doing without that? Like so many arguments with them and they say, oh, just because you have kids and I'm like, no, no, you don't understand when those people come and then you have to fit their life into your life. You're yeah. going oh yeah shit I was made up excuses I do have time because yeah. you do don't you like it's even little things when you think I was like oh, I wouldn't be like this but you can't not be like you know I'm gonna um I'm not gonna not eat because they're but it's so true you're like trying to like just eat their leftovers while like like when we were at the first week it was like a hotel and it was like impossible trying to get their like food 
and then you know they finished and they'd be running around I'd be like oh my gosh you know trying to just like grab what I could and I was like honestly when did I become this person but how can you not it's just the way it is they obviously come first it's just going to happen and um and yeah you just think like you see couples on their own without children like, oh my god don't do it no, I'm joking <laughs> I'm just joking but um yeah it's totally no but it is you like the whole the, the time that you have is is no longer your own and especially like that's why I wanted to, to do this podcast originally, because I feel like when you do have children, it automatically feels as if you're not going to have the time to be able to do it any do what you want to do anymore to grow yourself or your career or whatever it might be. But you do, you can do it. It's just like you said, it's about learning how to do you use your time efficiently, to have structure, to to know what you want and just try and do it. Like even if you're only doing it for an hour of the day, an hour a day for, for 52 weeks of the year, it's going to equate to a hell of a lot more than if you never did anything. Exactly, that's so um, true. And, and I mean, I know, like I said, you can't plan each day. Like sometimes I'll, I'll like be in a really good mind today for myself in the morning and I like, can't wait to get to work because I've got really great meeting plans or, or seeing great people. And then you take your children to nursery and then they hysterically cry because they don't want you to leave. And then I've got in the car many times and cried my eyes out because I feel so guilty that I'm leaving them. But no one would know that when I then get to work because I've pulled myself together and then you get back on with it. But I think that's the thing with like why the, the whole saying is about be kind to people you don't know what's going on. It's so true. There's so many people that are walking around probably with like emotional wrecks in their heads. But you, you just wouldn't know because they're mums and they just get on with it. Yeah. But the amount of times that I've like wiped away my tears in the morning and like, you know, have to reapply my mascara and be like, okay. Because it's just horrendous. Uh, I was your mum guilty. Have you got, did you suffer with it much or? Well, the first week my, the, the children went to nursery, my daughter only really cried on my son's side, to be honest. She, like, would be fine. Oh, God, it was horrendous. I, like, cried every day because they were hysterical. It just felt, I think because they were, like, kind of COVID babies as well. They'd been at home a lot with us in lockdown. Suddenly to go to nursery was kind of like a big deal. Um, and my son was just terrible, like, like clinging on my legs. And, you know, obviously I'm pregnant, so I was, like, trying, like, not to be, like, too thingy with him. But, oh, it was just horrendous. But now he, like, I mean, I don't know how he'll be after he's been here for so long. But um, yeah, he runs in things. But yeah, sometimes I do feel bad because some some weeks when I'm really busy, I have to go five days a week. Um, and you know, you do feel bad, but then you think, well, really, I'd rather them be like there having a good time. I like still have breakfast with them and everything. I pick them up, we have like tea together and bath time and all those things. They don't know how many hours we've been there, but they've done painting and drawing and yeah, and think, like you know, they've had a great time. But obviously, you do feel guilty, don't you? It's impossible yeah. not. It's a- <laughs> Oh, it's it's horrendous like ah the school run for me like we've we've just moved like I've had a shit I'll just be honest I've had a shit start to the day today because we've we've moved and, and my eldest is in year six and really if he'd have if he'd have we, we asked him if he would move if he would want to move school and he said no point blank no don't want to do it don't want to do it and so I was like right okay I said I'm not forcing him in year six like it it'd be a horrible year to start it spoke with the teachers and stuff and they said they think he'd be fine but I just said like me and my husband said we're not going to make him do anything he doesn't want to do when he didn't want to but it's at opposite ends of the town so you've got like I've got one drop off at half past eight one drop off at 20 to nine one drop off at nine and then literally like I leave my house at tw- it, it's an hour round trip to do like the drops but like so I'm stood there with Alba this morning like Teddy's already gone in I'm stood there with Alba Jackson's with me and all the mums are there and 
it was time for it to go in. And because I'm looking at the clock being like, shit, I've got to get Jackson to school in like 15 minutes. I'm like, right, bye, Alba, bye, bye, I've got David, bye. And like, she's looking at me like this. And all, and honestly, I felt like crying because all the other mums are walking, like not all of them, but in your head, that's what you see, don't yeah, you? Yeah, There's five mums in front and you're the worst mum in the world because you're not taking her in and handing her the coat and saying, have a nice day and talk with the teacher. I'm literally like jogging past waving. And I like looked and I thought I felt so bad. And then I got in the car and then I was stuck behind someone going 45 miles an hour in a 60. And I was like, oh my God. And then Jackson's like bombing down the road to get Jackson in, in, on time. Bye, bye, bye. Get out quick. Run, run, run. And I drove back home and I literally just cried because I was like, I feel so that like, even though it's out of my control, like if Jackson had moved school, it'd be a lot better, but it's not his fault. So I'm like, right. We chose to move. That's how we have. That's our bad. We have to put it on our heads. But like, I feel guilty, and I still feel guilty now because I'm thinking, oh my god, what if I was thinking like, my mum's not bothered about me, and then Jackson's thinking, my mum just booted me out the door and said, quick, you will be late. Like it was only ten. We got there. We definitely, like, definitely don't think that because it's like the same with with me. I'm not at the school stage yet, but with the nurse, sometimes I'll call them ten minutes later and they're like, yeah, they're totally fine. Like. They just cry in that first moment or they just look that face as that first moment. But it's you that carries it all day and you feel like awful. It's like I've done markets. Honestly, it is true. They're like all, not all of them actually. Teddy was all right. Jackson and Elba both didn't like going to nursery for, for a, it took them a good couple of months to get into it. And I'd stand in the corridor and sob. They don't know I'm sobbing. But like, and yeah. then I'll look back and I'll check their eye and then I'll leave. But like, I think now, like, I don't know. It's just... It never goes away. It never, ever goes away. Like, Jackson's nearly 11, and I'm still now. I'm going to sit all day, and when he gets in tonight, I'll be like, did you have a nice day? Was everything and he'll be like, yeah. And I'll be like, oh. <laughs> but I felt like shit all day about him. Wait, what are you meant to do? Like, I rang my husband on the way, and I'm going, what am I meant to do? Like, what can I do? He's like, there's nothing you can do. Like, that's the situation. You're going to have to just get on with it. Like, we can't do anything else. But you don't stop feeling bad even about things that are out of your your control so that's why like when you are the reason I'm being I'm saying this is because even when you are building something that's like a business say for example like the business you're growing sometimes I think mums feel more guilty because they think I don't have to be doing this I could be doing something else but even like that this morning there's nothing I could do even if I were even if I didn't work and I was a stay-at-home mum I would still feel that guilt do you know what I mean? Yeah, that's true. That's a good, a good way of seeing it, to be fair. Yeah, I mean, they have to go to school eventually. They have to go to nursery because it's good for them to do that. It's just like part of life, isn't it? So, yeah, they're going to have to do it eventually. So even if I was going home and not working, like you said, it's still got to go. So it's just that guilt. And, and the way I always try and like tell myself it, probably to make myself feel better, is that it's only a short space of time and they do go to school and then suddenly they do grow up and I'm building something forever, like for myself and for them. So... One day I want them to look back and think like, wow, mum did this. Not like, not not that they would think, oh, she didn't do anything, but it would be nice for them to, to think like, wow, she did that and be like proud, not just yeah. me suddenly trying to find myself again because actually they're like not interested when I'm like, do you want to hold them? Like, no, mum, like I'm 18 now or something. Yeah. You know, I, I kind of want to have something for myself that I've grown throughout this time. And I do think it is possible, but yes, there is definitely days when you have a breakdown. Yeah. I think it's just, just to remember that like everyone's, human and whether you're a stay-at-home man part-time part-time worker running a multi-million pound company whatever it is all mothers feel guilt all of them at any point and like 
it's like I think people who like when they have babies they think that, that they shouldn't be doing something for themselves like you get people come on this show and they say I know it doesn't sound good but I know like it doesn't sound very nice but you know I want to do this for me I want it for me and I'm like no it does like why shouldn't you like you're going to be the best man possible if you're the happiest person you can be well, exactly if you're happy and you're being true to yourself so you're reflecting like who you really are onto them so they can sort of see all the best like attributes from you, from you and grow to be like that person as well and I think just because you've had a child you shouldn't not be you anymore women do especially women do because you when you become a mum you're told basically yeah the baby comes first and that that child yeah. that person then comes before you that I get it a million percent yeah, totally agree. that doesn't mean you have to take a back seat and never do anything again like there's ways of doing it so that they come first but you also still get to be who you are and do what makes you happy like yeah. there's there's not enough there's not enough encouragement I don't believe for for mothers to still be happy mothers you know Oh, definitely. I mean, a lot of the way that like I've been able to grow the business is because I'm like really strong-willed in my head, and I, I sort of like don't really care about judgment. Because there's been a lot of times when people in my family, like a lot of people, have been like horrified that they're going to nursery, or like even said, "Oh, like they're way too young to go to nursery." If I'd have like took all of that in, I wouldn't have been able to grow anything because I'd have been like, "Oh my gosh!" But I was just like, "No, like I'm not listening to that because." And it's mainly like comes from men, and I'm like, no, that's what you're you're working every day. So you've had children. My husband goes to work. Nobody judges my husband for going to work. He still feels guilt. I know he doesn't. He he took them to nursery in the crowd. He probably would come home. He's probably worse than me to be honest. But nobody's once said to him, "Oh, where are your children today?" The amount of time that people say to me, "Well, where are your children?" Like, well, no one's ever asked that to my husband ever. So I just think you've sometimes got to like ignore like this like really old-fashioned view on like parenting and just like do it right how you it's horrible though isn't it like when when a man goes back to work after like like I had um Michaela Williams one of the first interviews I did the one who she's on to a finest on The Apprentice now I love her like she's class she's proper her mindset is what's the difference so like I remember she said I went back to work the baby was like a few days old and I went really she went but this is what I mean she went why is that so shocking she went his dad went back to work the next day and nobody said a thing you know like the bloke normally has what two weeks maternity max and it's like right there back off to work and we just stay at home and we do you know no one says them have you gone back to work have you not had your hands off that's what i think and i think it's it's how much time you want if you're in the position where you can choose obviously like like for me it was with my daughter i had um I had her on like the Thursday or something, and then Boris, Boris, the shop Boris Johnson, that had, um, announced that you could open your stores again like that Monday. So I went back to work like literally. I came up after on the Friday and went back to work on the Saturday <laughs> with my husband with the baby and stuff. But that was like my choice, and I have to do that. But obviously, I kind of did because we needed to open and things. But like, obviously, people were like horrified. And even when I was at work with the baby, I was like, well, where do you want me to like take her? So like, this is my business, and I'm here. and you know what I mean, but no one else is, is judging him for going back. But also, on the other, on the flip side, if he was to have took the baby to work, people would have been like absolutely horrified. <laughs> to be fair, it's, it's just old fashioned on both sides, really. It is very old fashioned, but at the same time, a lot of it is mind your own fucking business. Yeah, and yeah, how I want to do it, and this is how I'm going to do it, and that's nothing to do with you. Yeah, absolutely. You can't help but comment <laughs> and have judgment on it, and it's like. You know, nobody says anything if you want to stay at home for a year and take full advantage of your maternity pay or like nobody, like you said earlier about like being kind, it's exactly the same thing. Like 
how do they know that you aren't going to lose your mortgage or your family home if you aren't back at work the next day? You know, yeah. people don't have the choice. They have to do what they have to do. Yeah. And yeah, comments exactly. like that, you just think, well, it's got nothing to do with you anyway. Like, I'm- I also think, like, I totally admit, and, like, my mum laughs all the time, but my mum is quite similar and my sister laughs at me because my sister is, like, so into, like, being at home with the children. She has no problem with that. But they all laugh at me because there's no way, and I'll admit it, that I could stay at home with the children. I find that so hard. Like, I don't know, I'm not pretending to be the superhero has these, like, amazing businesses because, like, you know, I'm this great businesswoman. It's honestly as well because I could not stay at home with the children. I don't know how people do it. Like, you know what I mean? Like, if you, your mind, like, my mind would, like, fry. Like, I love them to bits. Like, I, like, would die for them. I love spending time with them. But not all the time. <laughs> no way. It's like everyone's different. Not everyone. I don't know. Not everyone likes Big Macs. Yeah, exactly. Do you know what? Everyone's got. That's different. It has to be about something about food. But like, everyone has their own thing of how they feel about something, how they want to deal with the situation. And, you know, people who want to stay at home, class, I hope you're enjoying it. Like, yeah, exactly. And if you do enjoy it, that's fantastic. You deserve a medal as well because that is really tough. But I would prefer to have like days planned to do fun things. And I love bath time. So I love that side of stuff and blah, blah, blah. But I know that every day at the house, I wouldn't be any good for the children. I wouldn't be any good for anyone. I mean, so. that's, the bit, that's that little bit where I'm trying to like get at people because there are so many mothers who are doing it because they think they have to do it. Or like, I don't know, the husband works away or the husband earns a lot of money. We don't need the money. It's not always about the money. Like it's about yeah. you being happy. Like you're at home all the time and you feel like you should be because you can be when really there's absolutely nothing wrong with you putting the children in a daycare or whatever it might be or getting them minded and you building something that's just for you so that you have something you know your husband's working or your partner's working whoever it is and you're you're feeling like it's something that you ought to do not that you want to do and that's the bit that annoys me yeah, and I think if, if you have, have those sensations, you should really, like, follow them because otherwise you do lose the enjoyment with the children as well. It becomes, like, a chore, like, in the morning, the morning, morning, tomorrow morning I've got to do this and you're watching the clock and it's not, it's not nice to do that because that's not nice for anyone and if you have those sensations, you should think, right, no, I'm going to do something for myself. Even if it's going to work for someone else, like getting a part-time job or working a few hours mm-hmm. here and there could be, like, a crazy start and something on your own. But, yeah, I definitely think that there needs to be some more conversations is why I wanted to do as well about like that stigma of working and being a mum because a lot of the different brands that I work with as well with them um, the concept stores and mums a lot of them are and they all have that same guilt where they feel like you know like bad for working or bad for putting the children in nursery it's just ridiculous there's no need to feel like that it isn't but it's like you say it's just old-fashioned yeah. it's old-fashioned stigmas that are just it's not going to be something that'll change overnight and I'm not a big feminist I'm not I just want, I just think it's really sad that mothers are made to feel like they can't be themselves. Like I am Jackson and Teddy and Alba's mom, but I'm also yeah. Carla. I'm Cleo's yeah. wife, but I'm also Carla. Like you have to be happy for you. Otherwise you're not going to be happy with them. What is the one thing you'd like your children to learn from you? Like if you could teach them, teach them something, what would you hope it to be? Well, I wish I could have learned myself earlier on, Carl. Like, so what I want them to take away is like, don't be scared because like fear really stunts growth in like yourself and anything in work and personal and sport and anything. So I think like, don't be scared. Like just because other people might be more confident or seem more confident, like they know more. Everyone's just learning. And we're all in like the same kind of, we're all human. Nobody's perfect. 
I would say like don't be scared to do something because someone else might look better or whatever you know just like kind of follow your dreams and like like I said before always ask questions and never feel like a question stupid because no question stupid it's better to know the answer than pretend you know when actually you don't yeah so yeah that's like the main thing well, thank you so much for taking the time to speak to me. I can't believe you're actually still there when you message and I didn't realise you were still going to be away, bless you. Um, if pe- if Where do people find you like, and, and see more about House Susanna? So for House Susanna, which are um, like my own designs and like all handmade by my team, that is, um, we have a website, www.housesana.uk. We also have social media, Instagram, Facebook. Um, we have a store on Grange Road, which is 7 Grange Road in Darlington. And we have a store in Teesside Airport. And then we've just opened Treasure Darlington, which is inside the Cornwall Shopping Centre, where you can find like all the different um, brands that we manufacture for. And we also have um, a new page, which is Lule Manufacturing. So if you um, are thinking to start a fashion brand or you already have one and you're looking for a manufacturer, you can find all the information about that side of the business there. Oh, amazing. Well, <laughs> thank you. So, I know, not a lot then. <laughs> not a lot of places to get in touch. Um, thank you so much, love. Um, no, thank you for your time. Thank you.